Welcome back to 10 Songs with Aaron, the VIPs and MB3s edition, where I take a show down memory lane, remember some of my friends from back in the day, as well as some of the favorite songs of mine that remind me of them. So this time around, I'm going to get into one of my friends from college, and that would be Melissa. Melissa came in during my junior year of college. Melissa would be playing basketball with us Hawaii guys. She could really play. She was very good. We didn't try to like beat her up or anything, but she could definitely hold her own. You know, she was a cute girl too, so she did draw a lot of attention from guys. Ultimately, when I moved off campus, she was already living underneath Jason and his girlfriend at the time, and I had moved in with them. So because of that, we started hanging out a little bit more often. She was in my exercise and sports science program. With her being a couple years behind, Jason and I would always be able to tell her what she needs to study for, what she needs to look forward to, all that type of stuff. So Jason having his girlfriend at the time, him also having to athletic training, I didn't get to see him as much. Moose was off on his own thing as usual, so that would leave me and Melissa to just hang out at our apartment, watch TV, waste a lot of time. Mainly she and I would just be like drinking buddies. We weren't together, of course, but we'd always have these wild, funny stories and we'd call each other up and see what each other was doing, despite the fact we were just downstairs. Me and Melissa always got along very well. And so this is my 10 songs list of the songs that remind me of Melissa. So number 10. TLC's No Scrubs got to number one in 1999, won the Grammy for Best R&B Duo, Best R&B Song by Duo or Group, as well as Best R&B Song. TLC was huge at the time. Melissa would joke that I was her scrub on the side because she was driving and I was the passenger. I was okay with it because I was getting a ride to the store and I didn't want to walk three miles to buy my Pop-Tarts. Number nine. Blink-182, All the Small Things, got to number 6 in 1999. If you watch the video, it's definitely a parody of all the boy bands that were coming up during this time. Blink-182 almost looked like a boy band, except the fact that they had a lot of tattoos and they considered themselves like skateboard rock stars or whatever. But yeah, just one of those popular songs of the time that I'm always reminded of, especially when I see the video today. Number 8, 98 Degrees, The Hardest Thing, got to number 5 in 1999 as well. 98 Degrees, one of those boy bands that was coming up at the time. If I'm not mistaken, Melissa really liked this song. She and I used to talk about relationships and whatever, and we we, we had some heart-to-hearts every so often. I think neither of us really wanted to cross that line when it came to a relationship, so we stayed, we always stayed close and looked out for each other. Number 7, Voices of Theory, Say It, got to number 10 in 1998. Another one of those Latin pop ballads. Kind of a boy band, also. Like I was saying before, she and I would talk about a lot of stuff. If she got homesick, she'd always talk to me. Especially since, you know, I understood some of those problems, so I could empathize a lot of times when she was trying to figure out what she wanted to do. Number 6, Len, Steal My Sunshine. So this came off the Go soundtrack. And got to number 9 in 1999. I just remember a situation similar to Go. I don't know if you guys knew the movie, but it followed a lot of different people leading up to the same party. So, I remember one Halloween, me, Melissa, and Melissa's roommate, Becca, downstairs, we all wanted to drink jungle juice. So, 
we decided let's buy the big container of Kool-Aid, some cheap-ass vodka, and mix as much as we can and drink that for our Halloween party that night. This happened at about 4.30, 5 o'clock. We were all getting hyped up. You know, we're mixing up the jungle juice. It is ridiculous. Essentially, it was just vodka and Kool-Aid mix. So super sweet, super vodka, 100% disgusting. So that night, I told Melissa, and Melissa was with Becca and Becca's boyfriend, told each other we're going to meet up at this party. We'll just see how it goes. So I started pre-gaming at my other friend's house. Everybody else was drinking beer like they should, or wine coolers. But instead, I was drinking Kool-Aid vodka, no ice. It was disgusting. It was warm. It was like drinking gasoline. But I kept drinking it the entire night, and by 10 o'clock, Jason was telling me, we got to go to the next party, shotgun your drink, let's go. And I was like, well, I don't think I can, but I'll try. I subsequently tried a shotgun, maybe another 16 ounces of this stuff, and I do it, I sit there for a couple minutes, and I tell Jason, like, the world is spinning, and I ain't going to make it to this party, so... Jason's like, are you sure, dude? I'm like, take me home, drop me off, I'm going to pass out. Like a good friend, Jay was, he was like, you know what, okay. He opens the door to the car, drops me off, I roll out of the car. I think I I talked to some plants along the way and rolled up into my room, plopped down, and I was done. So by 11 o'clock, I was out. So fast forward to Melissa where she's doing the same thing I was doing. She was pre-gaming somewhere else. But she actually gets to the party. By the time Jason and them get to the party, everybody's telling Jay them, Oh, Melissa just threw up on the dance floor. We sent her ass home. So now she's back in her apartment, passed out. They're thinking, and I'm upstairs passed out. Then as the party keeps going on, Becca comes in, and she's ripped out of her brain as well. So... Some guy decides to, like, push her. She turns around and punches a dude in the face. Starts a little skirmish or whatever. She gets to go home. So by 1.30 that night, Halloween, we were all passed out in our room. Jay then come back at 2 o'clock, hearing me snoring up a storm. The answer machine is filled with phone calls. It's Melissa downstairs calling me up, like, where's Aaron? Aaron's got to come downstairs. Aaron's got to do this. And Jay's like, he is dead to the world, girl. He's, he's worthless. And so I just remember waking up the next day. Jay's like, uh, you think you got to talk to Melissa downstairs? And I wake up the next day. I'm like, what's up, Melissa? And she's like, uh, I have no idea what happened last night. And I was like, me neither. I didn't get to the party. And so good times, college, definitely. Don't worry, there's more stories ahead. Number five, Westlife Sword again. Got to number 20 in 1999. If anything, because of Melissa... I started listening to a lot of these boy bands that I had never cared about before. Like, I had hated anything boy bands did. I was always about the hip-hop and rap. I always tried to curry favor with Sean, but Sean always thought I was listening to, like, light pop or whatever. So, apparently I just embraced my the boy band sound at that point and started listening to, like, groups like Westlife. And the next group, number four, NSYNC, This I Promise You, um... This got to number five in 2000, so, yeah, so the, the boy band thing, huge, like we keep saying. Um, this song always, is always one of my favorite songs from NSYNC. This one was written by Richard Marks. 
I'm always a sucker for the acoustic guitar. This one really shows that NSYNC could sing and harmonize together. Or, well, mainly Justin and JC. Um, the other three, they were intermingled in, but it wasn't as prominent. Number three, Savage Garden, I Know I Loved You. Got to number one in 1999. Another one of my favorite Savage Garden songs. Um, I feel like they're completely underrated as a group. Of the two albums they put out, there might be six or seven singles. So that was a monster album. You know, their first album and their second, their follow-up. And those two, I Know I Loved You and Truly Manly, deeply are completely anthemic. Yes, they're sappy. Yes, it's cliche. But when you're feeling that feels, it all makes sense to you. And I think Savage Garden could convey those those feelings very well. Number two. Kai, Sales, Stay. This got to number 59 in 1997. They were a Filipino-American R&B band. Melissa and I actually went to go see them in concert when they came to Oregon State. Pretty underrated as singers. Along the vein of, like, New Flavor or, like, No Mercy. To me, one of my favorite songs. It has, it kind of gives you almost like a Stevie Stevie B type of bass flavor as well as, you know, the R&B melody. So, always... Sales Stay is always up there for me with one of my favorite songs of all time. And so number one, I chose the Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Got to number six in 1993. Earned three Grammy nominations for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group. Record of the Year as well as Song of the Year. What's not to love about the Backstreet Boys? You know, as cheesy, as cliche, as fabricated as you may have thought they were. They really did put out solid hits. Melissa and I used to listen to in her car with her stock speakers and we just scream this song around and people would be wondering like what psychological problems we both had but we didn't care we both loved this song no matter how cheesy it was but yeah so like in 99 that was the year that I stayed up there for summer school and like me Melissa Moose we would always um we would either stay at our place or we'd go to like a couple other people's houses. We'd, we'd go out in the yard. We'd, somebody would be able to play the guitar and play a song we knew. Backstreet Boys was one of those songs that they kind of knew, um, by ear. So we'd sing that a little bit. I know one night we were, we were with this group of girls. Our neighbors were from Kansas and they were just at Oregon State to do, um, summer school. So, we would all hang out, play card games or whatever. And so by the end of that night, I think Melissa and I decided that we were going to drink tequila sunrises till sunrise. Strangely enough, we did. We survived. We also bought a pack of cigarettes, which we smoked one cigarette each and never smoked again. And then the Kansas girls woke us up and told us, oh, come with us to the reservoir. We'll go swimming. So we did that. So yeah, that was, that was a pretty fun memory. Currently, I think she's back on Maui. I'm not really sure. I would see her periodically on Oahu. She was one of those people that we would almost pick up where we left off. It was always fun to talk to Melissa, and I hope she's doing well. I'm, I'm expecting that she is, but she is one of those people. Once the COVID-19 rules are lifted or whatever, and we can go to neighbor islands, I Really would like to see Jason and Melissa on Maui, just to say hi and keep up. They were definitely important, especially in my college years and good friends. So, hopefully you guys figured out what the 
theme of this one was, if you did, hit me up, 10songsan at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. You know the rest. Hopefully you guys are doing good. I'll talk to you guys later.